0: Strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Idea Time podcast. I'm really pleased to have Mahmood Reza with me today. Now, as you know, Mahmood is my friend and business partner. We run the Business Growth Club together, which has been absolutely fantastic. I'm really enjoying working with him. And it's brilliant to have Mahmood on the show because he's going to talk about why it's important for us all to love our numbers in business, whatever we do. So good morning, Mahmood. It's great to have you back.
0: Thank
2: you for inviting me, Joe. How the devil are you?
1: I'm really good. Really, really good. Thank you. And could you tell us why you got so interested in numbers?
2: Great question, actually. Let me just give you a quick backflash here to a former life when I was much younger here. And, and it sounds really quite bizarre. When I used to travel to school, it was on two buses. Occasionally I used to walk it about a three and a half mile journey. So to occupy myself, for some reason... I just got into number play so I would look at things like numbers on doors and see if they were divisible by certain numbers. Primary school, our school got us involved in pairs standing up asking numerical questions and for some reason that part of my brain clicked in and I found it quite comfortable. Now fast forward here I never had a desire to pursue a numbers career, far from it, but it's something I drifted back into And for me, numbers are a great way to communicate, not just in business, but in life, things are actually going on here. So they give you insights, they're like words to a story. And I just find the patterns, the relationships, really quite fascinating and quite insightful.
1: It really is interesting, isn't it? How we get into what we do and how each one of us has different interests. And we've got those interests for different reasons. I think that's really, really fascinating. Why do you think it is that so many people in business don't like dealing with the numbers and, and really sort of only do what they need to do and no more, no less?
2: I think that's a great question, Joe. I would say there's a, there's a number of factors contributing to it. There might be a bit of a bad experience from school uh, where, unfortunately, people who teach maths and deal with numbers here, don't necessarily put it in a very engaging way. So there might have been a disconnect from that. Secondly, I think there's the issue that it's not the most exciting thing. And I think people obsess with the the bits of paper, the, the record keeping part of it, which is essential. Thirdly, it's that hustle, that desire to bring in customers and clients here. Some people are more word based, creative based, and they see numbers just very much as tedious and boring. So a whole combination of factors there just creates a massive disconnect, which is unfortunate and not very good for your business.
1: Do you think it has a relationship with money mindset as in our attitude to money and how we feel about money as well is that tied in do you think
2: oh very much so and it's, it's an interesting point you raised there and if you take that sort of mindset here i tend to find a lot of businesses find it very uncomfortable to have those money conversations with clients so whether it comes to things like charging them pricing whether it comes to the internal part of it It's a locked door here and I think some people have a very interesting if I can use that phrase relationship with money so I think definitely there's a a psychological relationship impairment here with money which ripples on to how they treat with numbers in their own business
1: absolutely and it goes you know that both ends of the spectrum doesn't it there are people who are so into making money at the expense of everything else through to people who really you know want to avoid talking about money and, and everything in between
2: uh, absolutely. I, mean, I think for me, it's it's not an absolute answer. It's, uh, I would say it's a very bad business practice just to obsess on your numbers itself. That's not a very balanced approach to how you run your business. But the same token, you can't just focus on your business about, you know, marketing, which is essential, looking after clients, which is essential. It's got to be a combination of the two, one feeds into another. For me, numbers in terms of your business reflect ultimately what you do in your business, your activity. So you're going to try and blend the two together. They marry very well together once you can get past that sort of psychological and that practical block.
1: So if someone is a business owner, so there might be some people listening who Mm. love business, love what they do. And I think certainly when we're in purpose-focused businesses, you know, businesses that really come from the heart or maybe even the arts, the creative sector what can we do to get better at numbers and why is it important for those businesses
2: well let me start off with the importance and then i'll perhaps share a few tips and a few thoughts about how we can get better connected with them in business okay for me numbers are your best friend they don't lie to you they can give you marvelous insights they can direct you to where you can save time they can direct you to a path and if you talk about purpose-focused businesses joe then numbers actually reinforce that and give you that sort of milestone. Those accountability checks there. So there's lots of positive reasons why numbers play a very important part in your business. In terms of how do we get more acquainted, I would just say, if you're changing any sort of behavior, I would always start in what I call micro steps. So it could be, for example, that you just look at your bank statements on a regular basis. So maybe once a week, you have a look at what's in there. Don't just look at the, the number that's ending there. Actually, look at the composition of there and do you identify the costs that are going out? Other things I would probably suggest is get used to the pattern, even if it's just once a month, we say, Okay, let me look at the customers that owe me money, let me just see who they are and how long I've actually been waiting for them. So, getting a familiarity, I think, with micro steps about how the numbers interact with your business, I think is a good way to become comfortable and it gives you insight and it gives you, I suppose positivity and you might get some shocks by customers that owe you money for lots of periods of time and it prompts you to an action point as well
1: they're great tips there's quite a lot of stigma i find in some areas particularly you know some not-for-profit not all and some of the creative sector where money's almost a dirty word but my view is that if the money is okay it means you can do far more good stuff you can do more creative things you can make more of a difference because the finance is in place and where do you think this idea that money is a dirty word where does that come from?
2: That's interesting to say that, and I think there's probably two things. If we take the the artistic, the not-for-profit sector, if you're in a sector where the consumer, the audience, is not necessarily directly paying for something, or you're driven by motivations for social good, for artistic creation here, that's what you see as your primary purpose here. When you introduce that word like profit, because I remember when I first started working in that social enterprise sector about 30-plus years ago, if you mentioned the word profit, for example, it's likely somebody would get very upset with you and probably get quite angry with you. Over that last period of time, that, that word has softened slightly. So how can we do it? I think we can just reinforce the impact of what money actually can do. And what money can do, as long as you don't pursue that as the only objective, it just means that you can be more sustainable. You can make a bigger impact to the audience, the clients that you're serving. Your artistic work can reach a far wider audience. And actually, there's also a personal impact as well. So if you're involved in a situation where you're ignoring money or you don't want to actually get more comfortable with that, it has an impact on your own personal lifestyle and you could be working excessive hours in your business trying to do something here but not realising actually that you might be spending time and energy in the wrong areas, on unproductive areas, on non-profit areas. And I think we're going to try and stop worshipping money as a thing in itself and see that as a byproduct, as a vital piece of the, if you want, machinery to actually deliver the impact we want to
1: money is part of the flow isn't it and i find that sometimes with entrepreneurs who've got such a fantastic idea and they're really you know into their idea and what they're going to do and how they're going to grow it and money's also can be a secondary factor for them too
2: entrepreneurs have fantastic vision great innovation and i'm not Putting this a blanket across all entrepreneurs, the idea is the thing that drives them. But fundamentally, a lot of them don't succeed because they're not getting their money basics in order. And one of the biggest money basics of that is the cash flow cycle. So you'll get this thing they use in the entrepreneurial world called cash burn. So typically, as you launch your project, as you want to get your product out to the marketplace here, it's going to burn, it's going to consume a lot of cash. They neglect that underlying building blocks, it doesn't sound particularly sexy, it doesn't sound, oh, my business is going to be built, this is a great thing. You ignore the money, and ultimately, cash doesn't lie. Once you run out of cash, say goodbye, close the doors on your way out. And perversely, most investors, what they're interested in, apart from does it have market traction, does it have viability, is there a business case, is what are the numbers? Are you paying attention to the underlying support of the cash flow is going to be positive, it's going to make profit at some point? And if you ignore that, you're going to find that you're going to be sort of relegated to the ash bin of failed projects.
1: And your podcast is called I Hate Numbers. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us why you started the podcast and also why you chose the the title for it, I Hate Numbers.
2: Back about last year, November 2019, I was at a, a conference and you hear about podcasts. I thought, you know, I'd like to do a podcast now. I know that commonly, having worked in the field of education and actually teaching professional students, dealing with lots of businesses here, the industry is very jargonized here. And professionals, unfortunately, like to jargonize and hijack conventional common words and put their own spin on there. And I just found that thinking, right, what can I do to try and make the subject area of numbers, which I think is, is a fantastic part of your business armory, how can I make it more accessible? And for me, it was, right, I need to actually put it out there. And I hate numbers, I think just encapsulates a popular thought process amongst lots of businesses that disconnect there. So that, for me, was a great title. And it's about making the subject area accessible, stripping out the jargon, speaking as though I was speaking to a friend about that, not another accountant, I would hasten to add, and just thinking, here's all these things that go around in your business here. Let's actually make you aware of them. So I hate numbers. I think for me, it's memorable for one thing. It says what it does on the tin. I don't hate numbers, by the way. I just want people to have a better sort of showy at least buy a cup of coffee.
1: So do head over and listen to Mahmood's podcast. It really is a good listen. And I learned so much. The other thing that Mahmood is great at is keeping really up to date with all the changes that are going on for businesses, especially small businesses. And you've been reporting on that and helping businesses all the way through lockdown, COVID, with the support that's available and keeping us up to date with what's going on and what the government are doing for business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's been since the beginning of March when it really sort of impacted on UK society and beyond. It's been a real washing machine cycle for lots of businesses. There's lots of noise out there. There's lots of misinformation, as I would call it. And it's very difficult. I I remember clients of mine in the early days literally thinking, what do I do now? I've got a business that I thought I was going to take in a particular direction. Suddenly, all bets are off. I don't know what to do. I feel very stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know what's going to happen to me financially. I've got a family to support. And I thought the least I could do, I'm certainly not frontline services here. So the least I could do was step up and actually just make all that information broadcastable accessible be a voice at the end of the phone here and that just reminded me and reinforced me why i do the business that i do i love helping people and i've had some very nice comments coming back a bit of eye leakage now and again but i think it's just critical that if you're a service provider that you actually do that and you actually provide a service that's going to be valued by everybody out there
1: you did an absolutely amazing job you were fast accurate with videos you were really, really proactive. And I think, you know, you really stood out to me throughout all of that and making yourself very accessible to anyone, wherever they came from, if they had a comment or a question, especially when you were going live. So again, if you're listening, my mood goes live on Facebook on a Saturday morning, and that's really well worth listening into. I'll put the links in the show notes. For me, that was above and beyond and it was absolutely brilliant. You really stood out. And, you know, if only all accountants were a bit more like you, Mahmoud. I mean, what sort of relationship do you see people have in general with their accountants?
2: Accountants are mostly what I call transactional based. Now, I'm talking about accountants, you meet them in different facets of life. So if you look outside of an industry, if you look outside of that, I think traditionally a lot of accountants have got very weak communication skills. So They tend to focus on recording, transactional, preparing static reports here. They're not what I would call business partners there and my main work these days is mostly in terms of running my own firm so I see other accountants being again they produce a set of accounts once a year they do help somebody with a VAT return they help with those very necessary but they don't actually move your business dial forward there as well and they have that disconnect Uh, accountants I think because they focus on their professional qualification what they do they have very tunnel vision there and they actually forget that actually their role is to translate what's going on and connect with their with their business, with their clients, and all the rest of it. Now, if you've got them working in a, an industry setting, again, depending on the role they're playing, you do have that what well, they some what they call management accountants, who basically are part of the management team. But I think traditionally most accountants still work in silos, they work solitary. And it's imagine it's like a car, Joe. We found that in the Business Grow Club, you can be going forward. You need to look what's ahead of you. But I think a lot of accountants are too focused on looking in the rearview mirror when, you know, it's useful, but not actually very good for driving your business forward.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important for anyone who's listening to think, actually, how much value do I get from my accountant? Are they doing the transactional things? Or actually, could I be having better conversations with them? Could I be interacting? You know, because the onus isn't isn't just on the accountant. It's also on the clients to say when they need help. Of course, if we've got that money mindset we were talking about earlier, then the accountant can seem like a scary person. But actually, we're, we're all just people and it's about communication and asking. And you've got a great initiative coming out, haven't you? On the 25th of August, I believe.
2: I have indeed, Jay. Thank you very much for sort of airing that. It's called Love My Accountant Day. Uh, So it's an awareness day where I'm going to do my bit to break down the stereotype or try to break down the perception stereotype of accountants. So on the day itself, we are going to be mostly broadcasting from Twitter. And Twitter, I think, is just a great space, I think, to share what the day is all about. And it's about whether it's accountant sharing their favourite accounting joke, whatever. It's all about accountants' awareness there. And I think I want to, I'm not criticising accountants, I think they, we do a fantastic job here. A lot of my colleagues could do a lot better, but it's shining the light on a valuable resource, and it's also about reminding clients and business owners there to make that connection. So we're doing a hashtag #LoveMyAccountant, and what we're aiming for is to get as many people to retweet the hashtag, and hopefully that idea of a trend, and it may be picked up, and we can just make the landscape and the spotlight much brighter.
1: Brilliant. So on Twitter, hashtag LoveMyAccountant. And what's your Twitter handle, Mahmood?
2: It's at Mahmood It'd be fantastic if people can get into their Twitter. Between 9 and 12, if people can get onto their Twitter, see the hashtag LoveMyAccountant day, retweet it. There's going to be some amusing anecdotes and infographics and all things Twitter related. So any support is gratefully appreciated.
1: It sounds absolutely brilliant. And you actually created an official day for this. It's a proper awareness day, isn't it? That's registered and part of the calendar. So tell us a bit about that.
2: Well, I actually got the idea from, I think it was from a Jack Murray conference I went to last year. And there's a lady who I was listening to, Kerry Jordan, who does the National Dog Photography Day. And she was saying that one of the things she do is she registers it with something called Year Ahead. It's like a a media calendar. So that's one of the first things i do. It's got an official trademark registration to it as well, love my accountant day. So that's the business side of me, making sure that nobody can take it away. So that was registering it and then just creating media interest. I did, luckily, my first media appearance, probably my last, I was on BBC Radio Leicester yesterday morning being interviewed. There's some press it's got already. So yeah, it's just about registering the day getting it in the official calendar. Hopefully more than one person of this dog will turn up and actually tweet that. So hopefully there'll be more than a couple of people that love my accountant.
1: I'm sure there will be. I will definitely be tweeting as well. And for regular listeners, have a listen into my podcast with May King, who is a fantastic FOMO creator and she tweets. So we'll have to get May King involved in helping tweet that, I think. I'm sure she will be. So well done on getting that day. And um, especially well done on getting it trademarked too before we close my remind reminders of the twitter handle reminders of the hashtag and tell us how we can contact you or we'll find out more about you
2: it's at Mahmood underscore reza that's m-a-h-m-o-o-d underscore reza most people can contact me either through twitter most of the social media outlets but you can get me on my website proactiveresolutions.com or my Instagram handle, Mahmood Business Numbers Rockstar.
1: And also the podcast and the live Saturday show. Tell us about those. The live
2: Saturday show is a regular broadcast. It talks about business themes here at half past ten in the morning. Podcast comes out on a Sunday. And again, it just talks about business themes. Occasionally, i interview guests. And it's topics that either people have told me about, problems they've had. So I just expand on that and actually just share some content on that. And actually, yeah, the podcast is quite nice Short listening, no more than about 15 minutes or so, talking about, again, numbers and business topics that I feel add value to a client's life.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, we'll put all of those details into the show notes so that people can find you. Mahmood, it's been brilliant talking to you. All the very best with your Love My Accountant Day on the 25th of August. I'll be tweeting for sure. (laughs) And uh, we've got people listening from all over the world. So if you're listening from overseas, uh, they're UK times. And Mahmood, it's been wonderful to talk to you again. And I'll see you very soon.
0: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show. Brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.